You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey there, Screen Beans. Have you heard about Screen Snark? Rachel, this is an ad break. They aren't Screen Beans until they listen to the show. Fine. Potential Screen Beans. You like movies and TV shows, right? I mean, who doesn't? Screen Snark is a casual conversation about the movies and television shows that are shaping us as we live our everyday lives. That's right, Matt. We have a chat with at least one incredible guest every episode, hailing from all walks. We've interviewed chefs, writers, costumers, musicians, yoga teachers, comedians, burlesque dancers, folks in the film and TV industry, and more. We'd be delighted for you to join us every other Monday on the Certain POV Podcast Network. Or wherever you get your podcasts, fresh and tasty off the presses. What? But that's... No, that's not... Can I call them Screen Beans now? Fine. Screen Beans! So tune in and we'll see you at the movies or on a couch somewhere. Because you're a whole Screen Beans now. Welcome listeners, welcome JV Pickers, host Sway here, back with Working Together to bring you a playlist worth getting lost to by our collective brain trust. This week's theme is Vulgar Display of Lyrics. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs, Geek Elite Media presents Jukebox Medigo. We have a pretty packed table. Going around, we have ourselves, again, another Geek Elite member. Please welcome John. Hey, hey. Hey, buddy. Um, tell our listeners, what do you do around Geekly? And also, what are you around? Uh, I mainly participate on the Geeks Watch, which is probably one of the longest running uh, podcasts that is on the network. Um, oh. And we've just started diving into, like, everybody kind of does a little bit of everything. So we also rebooted VHS Gems, which originally was hosted by, like, three other people. <laughs> and... Kind of took a break, and we brought it back. So now Jess um, Bailey, who's been on this podcast also, is yeah. uh, running it, and I'm kind of providing some colorful commentary on that. Dope. And I also occasionally, when I'm not having a huge case of writer's block, also write articles for the website. Nice. Awesome. Thank you for all uh, everything you've contributed to Geek Elite. I, I, uh, we actually have one of the classics. So after this, of course, Daniel is joining us with almost messing up his picks. Hey, 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 hey. That is very true. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure your picks are going to be just fine. I know some of your music tastes, and I know you have it in you on some of these picks. On all of your picks. <laughs> and of course, as always, we're going to have ourselves some Keith. Yo. Uh, so this begins my marathon this uh, week of my first of five podcasts I'll be recording in the next three Ooh. days. So, yeah, this should be fun. I'm pretty excited. I took the week off work, though. So, Oh, that's good. Um, everybody having a good Comic-Con week so far? Taking a little break from music so far for a second? I haven't yeah, seen I, any panels yet, but I know I'm going to have to There's nothing to watch into. yet. Wednesday, <laughs> okay. they did a 20-minute preview of G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um that's all that was on on Wednesday. Today, okay. there was only 10 panels, and they were all educational-based. But 
I believe Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue were on one of them, so I will watch that one. So, yeah, uh, but it's mostly about using comics in the classroom, uh, tabletop RPGs in the classroom, things like that. Nice. I, I've actually really been enjoying um, Elsa's uh, Shiverity. Uh, the, a French artist that did on that worked on November. She has like a comics educational YouTube channel. It's really really cool. Mm-hmm. So now moving forward, let's talk about our uh, recommendations. This is my list. This part, Jesus. This is the bottom part. I'll be quickly as quick as possible because there was very, there were very little singles, um, but a lot of fucking albums. So let's get down to it. Uh, really quick note: uh, Who killed XIX with their song "Spy?" question mark they they did their slowed version of it and i think it's i think it's my i think it's my least favorite one because they made three it was like the regular one they made a faster version that should sound like their sound and then now the slowed one and it's like you know what just, let's just give all of them a go after that molly brazy super aggro uh, w- uh women rapper with t-o-b it's like literally like about like less than two minutes long but it's just her spitting her shit really weird it's really good stuff and then Crozen, fucking, I wish he was here. I wanted him to talk about uh, Jean Grey. Uh, did you listen to it, Keith, on our chat? No. He, a, he didn't send us a link. And Lupe Fiasco posted it, uh, but it's the song's called Jean Grey, and it is played to Telepatia by Cali Uchis. Like, the, the, that's the sample. And, it, and it's just, like, a really good rap on top of it. I Dude, go back to our chat after this. I'd listen to it because it's, Dude, I fucking love it. Just by the sound of it, I was like, ooh, ooh, I, I know this. Like, this is really good. But I didn't want to be like that cliche, like, this sounds like Kelly Uchis because I feel like everything right now sounds like Kelly Uchis because I'm just like a fan of the album. But then, sure enough, like, she comes in with, like, they put her in the hook. I was like, fucking hoping she would be part of it. Really, really a good song. Um, I gave a quick listen to um, Apes of God, the new single by Sepultura. It is good, but. The, the cliche is not the same as, uh, without Max. So I went back and listened to uh, Go Ahead and Die really quick, just uh, for a little palate cleanser. And yeah, that, listen to Go Ahead and Die. Max's, uh, Max Cavalera's new band. It's just, that's just a great, great project. Then, um, man, this is awesome. Sochi pulled out, pulled out this one, uh, seeing the article first. Childish Gambino. Well, actually, no, let's just call it, let's call her out first. Brittany Howard went over and asked Childish Gambino if he can come out of like, come out of the woodwork and just actually like, yo, can you just make a fucking song for a change with me, for me? And Donald said yes. Fucking Childish answered the fucking call. And thank God. Because, I mean, I, you can only imagine his DMs to be a, at least a feature. It has to be just as long as the locked DMs that, that T-Pain had for like the last five years. I still think that, that, that's so fucking funny. But this was really good. Any of you got, got a chance to listen to this? He covered uh, Brittany Howard's Stay High from her album, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. I was literally transported back in time to that sweet spot of childish where it was just like after Because the Internet, right before uh, Stone Mountain, Kauai, it sounded like that vibe. And I was just like, it it, it it took me to a really really good fucking time uh and just like oh it just like, make me it also made me kind of angry that Childish Gambino has just been too so busy and i get it but uh, i hate that that's who that's who that man is so give us more stuff childish please <laughs> and then um coming down to my, my my favorite singles of the of the last two weeks was uh vows also covered womanizer <laughs> i've been having the dumbest of funnest times with this song um 
it's just like your industrial goth version oh, of womanizer and i'm not saying it's better but but i'm saying that it's 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 not wrong either and it's just like it's so fucking fun i, I really really liked it and then my last single is lil sims with i love you i hate you that was really like such a chill vibe to listen to i mean i fucking love uk rap and then how she just comes in and just like lays down her bars like like her verses mm. and then with the sample like i love you I hate you. Like it's just like it's really fucking good. I just like that. That was probably like my my favorite single of the week. Now coming down to the albums, um, so the first five are almost like re-releases, re-releases and slash extras. Like Joyce Manor re-released. It was like the tenth anniversary of their self-titled. Uh, yeah, the first album. Um, Eros Ramazotti with Donde Musica. Uh, with goddamn, it started. It started to make me feel old with their 25th anniversary. So I, I was four when this album came out <laughs> and I fucking love this album. Like, thanks to my mom. Like, going, like, thank you for playing this shit. Like on cleaning days, like this shit was awesome. And, and has always been like the, the, the voice of this Italian, just like, and I love like how he would do like the, the duo album, like the actual Italian, the actual Spanish Castellano version for the, the Western hemisphere. Uh, but damn it. That was just like a wake up call. I was like, fuck 25 years of this shit. Um, then number three, Citizen with their Glass Mix 3 EP. This continues uh, their release of that last album, but just like how they put it, the alternate version, but it's really almost like the acoustic version of all the songs. And then back to back, like the last one had, fuck, I can't remember what song it was, but in this one, the extra song is in the mil- middle of it all, which is not even a new song. It's actually just a song from their last album. So it's just like weird that they're just like throwing it on here too. Um, I just kind of want that, that one explained after that there was, um, Oh God, this one, this one was probably like my bad, uh, listen to of the week. Um, I used to really actually like this band when I was in high school and kind of like this, some of this vibe, but, uh, 18 visions, uh, hard rock metal, metal band, metal ish band. Uh, so they, they kind of like broke up, took a break, a hiatus for like 10 years, came back and, they came back in 2017 and through like two other albums and they came back this week with 1996 and it's a covers album. It's a, a half, they'd call it hardcore metal. No. Yeah. A hardcore metal of half. And the second one is more of a hard rock album. Um, they cover one, a Nirvana song. Yeah. Honestly, like, I just did not like this project. It just it didn't sound that good. It honestly, the whole time it made me want to go back and listen to the new trail album. Cause I, I just really, really liked the, the new Atreo album. I don't know what it was. It just had that charm on me. So uh, last, almost re-release extras, is uh, The Distillers had a live and lockdown album. And this is, I'm pretty sure, it was from their live stream. Uh, the, I was, actually had to get tickets to back in uh, Christmas. It almost has like a Christmas cover album uh, with also like their, just their punk take on it. But yeah, I mean, it's just Brody Doll doing her thing. And she's just, will forever be my Aussie goddess. So that was actually fun too. Now, for new new stuff, Chet Faker with Hotel Surrender. It's just your other Chet Faker album. If you like Chet Faker, <laughs> go to it. It's it's okay. My good uh, chill listen uh, listen to this week was uh, Claro with Sling. This is like, man, if you want a good night vibes, like just good night chill music, Claro with Sling, oh, you're going to have a good time, a good chill time. And then uh, Atmosphere had word question mark the side a ep so i definitely want to give it more of a of a deep dive if there's a side b to go along with this and just give like the whole project a go because 
it's the atmosphere it's slug and doing their thing the, the first song is called fleetwood uh so it's it's just four songs it goes probably really quick man this next one was a really cool project Serge Tankian again. Why why isn't Crozen here when I need him? Um, Serge Tankian had a Cool Gardens poetry. Cool Gardens poetry suite. Did any of you listen to this? I did not. No. No. Um, it's it's all music made by him. It's just like not re- not your not your system of down. Not even mostly his solo stuff. When he goes kind of bonkers, it's really chill. Just a cafe setting of of him taking over the piano and some extra instruments. And then literally just dropping some spoken word poetry. It's not your conventional album. It's very much when you think of it of Serge doing his next new experiment. And man, like the shit, the shit he drops is going to be very Serge as well. So if you like the man, you, I think you're going to enjoy this too, especially if you just take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, okay, we're getting down to the serious ones. Pop Smoke with Faith. Yeah. Okay, I did like the Pop Smoke album. It was it was good. I fucking love the Pop Smoke. I will say, I mean, I, I was like, and that's the thing. Like, I I loved all the features. I loved all the features. I, but I feel like it was a little feature heavy, and it almost like a little took it took a little away, it took away a little too much from Pop Smoke. Um, not saying because like the whole thing is just really was highlighting his death and like how much we were still we're still going to be missed out on. I hope there's still other songs like left out like that they're still working or still uh, fixing a master or at least finish off in a Tupac way. Cause it's like fucking a, when he comes on, it's just really, it just takes over. I love the song with, with uh, 21 Savage and how he calls him out. I mean, he drops a line with him and uh, as a punchline, but it's really good. Um, I think, I just, I just, I think uh, jumping in there, I think it was very uh, heavy on the guest lurk, guest verses because they were unfinished songs. He died before yeah. completing them. I know. You know? Yeah. So I think I think they kind of had to do that to make sure that they were complete songs, you know. Right. No, I get that. It just for a Pop Smoke album, it just I guess the way best I can put it, it just it felt like everybody having a good time with Pop Smoke, and I just I boy, it was just like I just I miss you, bud. Like fucking that last song, you was just awesome. Okay, next album that was also just like incredible in a very very chill setting compared to just like how he can just like hype himself hype himself up to just be kind of aggro in his own way vince staples with the self-titled that yeah. shit was really good oh That's man really good. and i've been excited for this one too with the, the the single last week uh with the first song and yeah are you with that yeah the are you with that and as soon as it starts with that it's like you almost like know where you're getting yourself into and this one for sure i was i was i was playing back to back because it was just something I, I i was actually just gravitated towards too then waves I don't know if you know, know this band, this rock band, Waves with Hideaway. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, um, they have a song that's basically titled "My Hero Is Dave Grohl," basically, uh, or "All I Want to Do Is Meet Dave Grohl." It's, it's something along 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 a line of that. Uh, but this one, Hideaway, was a lot of fun. Def- definitely recommend people listen to Waves. It's Waves with two V's. Um, so yeah, that one. And then my last two, it's uh, my two favorite ones of the of since like. Last, one from last week and one from uh, two weeks ago. The two weeks ago one is DuckTales with Impressions. This is probably one of my favorite indie albums of, oof, I don't want to say of the year, but maybe. It was just just what I want from like an indie album or from like that indie band that it's just like kind of hard to describe. It just has those sounds, those hooks, and like this, I don't know, just like those random guitar uh, riffs that are just there. And then, fuck, 
the best thing ever. <laughs> Not of the year, but damn it, was I just like really amped up for this from the beginning. Willow, lately I feel everything. And man, this actually delivered everything I was expecting from like to for Willow to just like to be very exper- experimental with her own genre to just like re- branch out and just try anything and it works. Fuck yeah. Like I, I, all day long. This one to, for, for, to be like her punk, pop punk rock album, really. If I can, if I can work the second song, fuck you to be a riot girl song, like almost like a staple riot girl song to just follow in with gaslight and just, charge in with all of that energy i fucking love gaslight just because of how it fuck you made me feel and the whole thing just, it just bops i just I, I fucking just thoroughly enjoy this one this one's for sure on repeat constantly for like since it came out um yeah those are all my recommendations uh i hope one of them sticks again willow will probably still be on my uh repeats throughout the year because it's just catchy tunes after catchy tunes now john Tell us a little bit, uh, what kind of music do you like, have grown up with, and then follow in, of course, with uh, your recommendations. Okay. Um, That is a very loaded question because that's changed quite a bit. So um, I would say I really kind of started to develop musical taste around high school when I actually started to get exposed to different things. Because growing up, all I would hear is what my parents heard. And... A lot of that was Mexican music. <laughs> um, there was a lot of Wookies, a lot of oh. the, the bandas, you know. Um, my mom was a big fan of the... Um. <laughs> yeah. um, and that dude's still touring. Like, he still sells out. Like, that guy's amazing. Um, then my mom also really liked the, the more romantic singers, like Jose Jose and... Oh, um, baby. Yeah. So, oh, hell yeah. But, like, <laughs> growing up with that kind of made me really dislike it. And I became really, like, I think in the early 90s, my first single I ever bought was the Adams Family Rap <laughs> by MC Hammer. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And I felt like I was, like, growing up at that point. I was like, this thing is awesome. Played that thing nonstop. Um, and then from there, uh, I think I became, like, an edgy teenager. And I was like, well, I only like rock music, country, and rap sucks. Um, <laughs> yep, that was me too. And eventually, uh, as I became older and hopefully wiser, I just started to appreciate something and everything. So I, I can't say there's any specific genre I don't like. Um, there was even, and, and I know this for a fact because there used to be a group. It was a duet. It was two girls. They went by the name Prussian Blue. Um, if you never heard of them, they were, I mean, they were like, they looked like the Olsen twins. Um, they, they were they were little girls, like eight, nine years old. But they sang um, neo-Nazi anthems. Fuck. In like the sweetest voices. And that it, it created such a weird schism in my brain. I was like, this is really good. And they sing really well. But their <laughs> lyrics are horrifying. <laughs> and it just that kind of was what broke me out of that mold of like oh well you can't really just lump something into like a category there's something in everything even in this really horrible hate-filled music there was something about it that was still like there's talent here being used for maybe <laughs> the wrong purposes but 
very, very talented. I think eventually they deconverted and now they might be decent human beings, but I don't know. I haven't kept up with them. This was <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so since then, I've just kind of tried to be a citizen of the world when it comes to music. Um, I Now I'm, I mean, I around that high school time, I also started to get exposed to Spanish rock, which I wasn't when it was actually popular at the time. If you oh, haven't dude, watched yeah. it, there's an awesome documentary on Netflix about the history of Spanish rock. It's great. It covers pretty much all the bases up until the early 2010s. Um, and it's just really interesting watching that evolution. Um, a lot of those Mexican rock bands started off as essentially not copycats, but let's just say very heavily inspired by American acts. Oh, uh, please. Just call yeah. it Caifanes when it is yeah. like the cure. <laughs> yeah, Caifanes literally looked like the cure and they sounded the same. But then after that first album, like most of these bands break out. Like people will probably hate me if I say that Soda Stereo was like a police ripoff. But, but they I mean, were a police it's ripoff. The trio, it's the. <laughs> but Gustavo overseeing any fucking day. Yes, absolutely. Not, no doubt. Um, so from there, it just became like, now I just listen to different things. Like my, usually my playlist is random and it's just whatever comes next. Like the algorithm knows enough of my taste that like the next thing that comes on is like, oh, that sounds really cool. What language is this? Like Albanian? Okay, cool. And um, <laughs> if I don't like it, then I just skip, but I don't tell it not to play it again because maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it that particular t- moment. I always like to uh, re-listen to things also. Oh, that's actually a really good take. I should stop doing that. Just start doing that and stop doing that. What you did. Just, so cool. Just tell it no, never again. <laughs> um, um, no, honestly, I feel like it's, I feel like I took a, a similar path with music, especially where it's like the, the whole banda thing was just like, uh, just like at parties, you know, like play like literally anything else. But I get you like the Jose Jose stuff, the, the, well, the Juan Gabriel part was like more of like stuff that internally of my part that I was like, going through until i was ready to come out but it's, other than that it was just like the, the pick and choose a few but um i guess like my parents were one of like the the younger ones like that uh i grew up with like the spanish rock as like as like them putting their music onto me so like i grew up with that shit it's like yeah like Enritos Verdes, like Eres del Silencio, all that shit was just like my childhood. So it, was, like, it gave me more of an easy way to be like oh like fuck rap in my angsty <laughs> yeah. high school years <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so tell me what you ha- have you been listening to? Oh, so um, I kind of vacillate between like really happy songs and really sad songs. Like, there's kind of no real yeah, middle yeah. ground for me. Um, <clears throat> so like my recent listens are basically that. Like there's this song by Placebo that just came across my radar Ooh. that really struck me because I like Placebo. They have a song called Loud Like Love that's just like, man, this is just like a happy, like, want to go jogging to this song kind of music. But the song called Bosco really struck me because if you've ever felt like you were the one that messed up a good relationship, this song is going to be like pouring salt and vinegar over that wound. (laughs) Like, this really just brings that idea forward, front and center, like, I had a good thing and I just totally fucked it up. <laughs> and and, when, and in hindsight, it was me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And like, and, and I knew it the whole time too, actually. Like I just, it like literally the lyrics say, I did you harm because I can for the second time today. I was like, Ugh. Oh, that really just <laughs> kind of sticks in me. And then, um, so to kind of cheer myself up a little bit from that, <laughs> um, there's a really cool song. I like, um, 
it's not exactly an instrumental, but it's very light on vocals. It's by the band called Starfucker. Oh, I fuck with that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the song that's really been playing like for me a lot lately is Golden Light. Mm-hmm. It just has such a good bass line. It's just like it's got a groove. And um, recently I started playing again uh, because nice. the whole side project thing that's going on, you'll probably hear about it here very soon. Um, I started picking up bass again, and that one just really has such a nice groove that you can play along with. It's simple, but very effective. Uh, I highly recommend. I've heard a few others by uh, Starfucker. Don't know too much of their discography, but what I've heard so far, I really like. It's really good. And... I would say the other thing I would recommend, this is probably my number one right now. I think I listen to this song at least once every day for like the last three or four months. Huh, nice. I get that. That's how much I like this song. Yeah, this song is like my warm-up song for going to the gym, which I also started doing a lot more recently because, you know, it's getting up there in age and things aren't getting any more limber. So got to start working on it. And this song just has like that perfect pace to start off with like a gentle trot and it builds up until you're at a full sprint. And the only way I can describe this song is that it's a little whimsical. It reminds me um, of A Day in the Life by the Beatles. Okay. In so much that A Day in the Life starts off mellow and then it has that crazy buildup with like the orchestra and then it becomes like a completely different song for a few measures. And then it goes kind of back to that weird whimsical thing. Well, this one's like that, except that rather than going up and down, it's just a continuous up. It starts off kind of trotting, kind of whimsical. It's all about like basically not having the balls to go talk to a girl and you're completely missing out on it, which is something I can totally relate to. And it's like a song in three acts because it starts to build in pressure and frustration. It starts to quicken the pace. Until by the end, it's like a self-actualization, like a moment of like, aha, and everything just gels together and you're like in a full run and it sounds great. And it's always, it's, it's a good warm-up song. It's like I put it on the treadmill, start going at it, and I, I don't even feel it. I just transition right into that jog. What's the name of it? That is Just Kiss Her by Concord. Nice. Okay. Not heard it. Concord. And what I especially really like about it is that the singers sound like they're French because they have really heavy accents. So you'll you'll definitely be like, oh, that's definitely not his first language, but it still comes through. Nice. <laughs> All right. And Daniel, what have you been listening to? Uh, not a whole lot has changed. Well, actually, no, I actually threw in some pop in here. So I've been listening to like uh, Calvin Harris, uh, Dua Lipa, well, Calvin Harris. Kelvin is more EDM, uh, Tropical House, just to get those summer vibes out there, even though I haven't been hanging out much by the pool. Uh, Matoma, uh, so Tropical House, uh, Benny Blanco again with Pop, um, and Tiesto with the EDM, but I've been listening to, uh, again, told you guys earlier before the recording, me and Isaac have been on Metalocalypse, Death Clock kind of binge, so that's what we've been listening <laughs> to as well. Um, bringing the horizon and then strapping young lad. Really, that's I know it's kind of everywhere, but yeah, that's all I've been really. That's what we do here. Yeah, I love it. On some Daft Punk too. Daft Punk. Ooh, okay, yeah, just just random songs. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, God, it's just I have to like 
pick my days when I go back to Daft Punk. It just <laughs> it just hurts. Like it's like why couldn't you just make the trilogy for Alive 2017? That's all I wanted. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed uh, to, but it was like not, I mean, nothing. This was also like way the fuck pre COVID, so it was like whatever the fuck didn't happen. It was just like for their own bullshit. And it was like you could have had something special there. We're too good. We don't want to do it. I mean, maybe it'll see in the space. Maybe. So, anyway. Daniel, oh, Daniel yeah. I have to ask, how was the show? Oh, that show was, it was awesome. They're always great. I've seen them eight times now. So, and they bring the full production. This time they brought more lights. Uh, the costumes are always the same, but they brought more lights. So, you got more of that light show than, uh, than anything else. And yeah. they always mix in their own, their own, you know, songs in there, personal songs that they've written or, you know, uh, songs that are currently like big hits right now on the, on the yeah. radio so they do a good job blending everything together nice fuck yeah and keith what was on your list of listens uh not too much this time um i you already talked about pop smoke and vince staples i did listen to both of those i preferred the vince staples album mm-hmm. but that's more of my style of hip-hop i like okay lay on the beach hip-hop you know what i mean like yeah. that's kind of like what i call dip hop because <laughs> uh, you can take a dip ah, no. uh, hey so um but no um so i really enjoyed that album and we kind of you and me kind of talked about because it it's so chill it's yeah. so mellow and it's just and it, it also flies by it's only like 20 minutes it's oh yeah it's so short. quick i wanted i, I wanted it to be three times as long <laughs> so. um a little bit of this a little bit of that uh i listened to the willow album it was fine mm-hmm. it didn't blow me away Oh, it is cool that that's Willow Smith. That was my main hook. wasn't like, oh, I love this song, or this is really cool. I was like, oh, this is Willow Smith. It's cool that she's doing this. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't like, oh, this is one of my favorite songs. Now I was just kind of happy it was Willow. You know what I mean? So it just bops. It was just like it's like it was so catchy, yeah. and just, it just from the beginning, just like getting Travis Barker on. I thought I was like, okay, well, that's a cool collab. Yeah, yeah. might not ever happen again. But then when Lipstick came out, it's like, oh, is this what we're expecting? I'm so I'm so this is what I've been fucking waiting for for her. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um I went back to Busta's album from last year, ELE2. <laughs> uh so good. That <laughs> was so good. I loved it. I can't remember if it won hip hop album of the year last year for us on our awards, but it should have. I know I nominated it. <laughs> I know that much. So um I also went back to Most F Black on Both Sides, one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. I listened to that quite a bit. Uh, and then the usuals, your Beach Bunnies, your, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah. Beach Bunny, Best Coast, all of them. So um, the last one I want to talk about is a new release, and I'm probably the only person who listened to it, not just on this podcast, but on the planet. Um, John Mayer put out a new album. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, please. Sob Rock or something like that. It was strangely good. <laughs> I believe. I'll believe you. He em- he embraced a real '80s vibe, okay, like a Duran Duran vibe. <laughs> and but he was still, I I, I I can't remember who I was talking to. It Crows might have been, it. yeah, it was Crozen. He he said it perfectly. He says, "Yeah, it's so '80s, but it's also definably John Mayer. Like Uh-oh. it's yeah. definitely a John Mayer album, but it's got this '80s influence to it." And I really actually liked the album, but then one song's called Why You No Love Me, which, man, there's so many problems there. 
And just as an English major and a writer, just him him going, why you no love me over and over. I was like, dude, Dude, no, no, this is bad. That shut me off of the whole album. But the rest of the album is actually very good. Uh, (laughs) If if you like that kind of stuff. It doesn't sound like a John Mayer album, though. I will tell you that. It does Um, or doesn't? It doesn't. You can tell it's John Mayer. But it's it's got such an 80s vibe that if you generally hate a John Mayer album, you might want to give this one a shot. Okay. You know what I mean? If you like that 80s, slightly overproduced singer-songwriter kind of like thing, your flock of seagulls kind of sound, you know, like it, <laughs> it's just different. It's very different. And I, I applaud him for trying something different. So there you go. Um, but that was my main uh, new release. Uh, the only other thing is I have to say is uh, listen to Fickle Friends. As always, Fickle Friends, best band in the world. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Sweet wrote some of these down john thank you for your recommendations um yeah definitely gonna give that placebo one a shot <laughs> and that concord one was actually a good shout out so now to get to the serious stuff <laughs> fresh new page vulgar display of lyrics gentlemen how is your journey on getting into some of these picks uh let's go with john's john picks john's brain a little bit did you have to hide uh your like vulgar songs as a kid, like when you had started making your own playlist, started getting your own music, did you have to hide it from your parents? No, um, actually, funny story. My parents were very hands off with me with pretty much anything entertainment wise. They let me oh. watch R rated movies when I was way too young to be doing so. Um, <laughs> nice. And I remember one of the first CDs I ever bought was Astro Creep 2000. And I remember putting it in the car for the first time because I was like, "This I got it with my own money. I had like a summer job. And my mom was like, what is this? I was like, oh, this is like my favorite song right now. Now, I'd never heard the unedited version. I've only heard the radio <laughs> version. So we put it on. And for the first time, hearing More Human Than Human with all of those porno sound effects at the beginning. <laughs> In the very beginning. <laughs> With my mom driving, just like, I just remember her like tensing up on the steering wheel, but she didn't say anything. I just pressed skip. You didn't wait for like, what? You didn't Damn it. Yeah, no, they go on for forever. Yeah, that like, lasted way too long. That. that was an eternity of just letting that happen. But other than that, it's like they never really cared. Um, mm-hmm. They pretty much figured pop culture was harmless for the most part. So, yeah, they had no restrictions on anything I could listen to. Um, but I didn't really have access to a lot of, like, really vulgar stuff growing up. It wasn't until much later I started to discover, you know, through other channels, like, oh, there's some pretty gnarly things out there. <laughs> and, yeah, so that kind of just broadened my taste. I honestly don't think until really the advent of the Internet and peer-to-peer sharing, that's when things kind of took a turn. And I was like, oh, there's some colorful stuff out there um i remember the first time i was introduced to a band called gravy train i think oh damn i was like whoa and these are women which is actually going to inform a lot of uh, my choices tonight so um (laughs) yeah that kind of it it, uh, definitely cemented something in me of like no yeah girls can do this game just as well if not even harsher so fuck yeah (laughs) Again, one of my picks, but we'll get to the, we'll get to those spoilers. Uh, no, I, I totally get you though. Like, I mean, when I was introduced, like the peer to peer sharing, it was just like when I was introduced to Head P by a friend, it was just like, holy fuck, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Daniel, uh, 
I know you love your your all your bad songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting ready to share? Oh, uh, so with me, um, it was just like I had always had older cousins. So mm-hmm. older cousins were always, uh, you know, like, hey, you need to listen to this. You know, so, um, you know, they put on an Eminem song and her, like, F bombs after F bombs. I was like, what is this? And then um, uh, one of my neighbors uh, was a little bit older and she put the song, put your mouth kind of. I don't know if you guys knew it, but that was really dirty, and it's still ingrained in his brain. I can still sing it because uh, it's there. So uh, yeah, you know, I got introduced to the vulgar stuff way older or way younger than I should have been. Um, parents were a little bit strict on the material to watch, but with music, they didn't really care as long as it wasn't you know like satanic or anything like that. So yeah, I feel that too. It was mostly like the the shit that would be on TV. That'd be like, hey, what's that? Or you shouldn't be watching that. But mostly music because it would it would be. It would definitely be very uh, hi- uh, hypocritical, of, even from like uh, my dad back then. My mom, like, not really. She, she would, she didn't care. But like, you just like, if my dad would say something, and be like, well, the next thing you're gonna put on it's just gonna be either bad or just worse. It's like whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and Keith, how is your road to getting your collection of vulgar songs? Because this is one of your uh, themes that you've thrown out into into the void, into our void. Yeah, so I have a weird relationship with vulgar songs because I don't typically well nowadays you I, I curse quite a bit, but like I typically like just cursing for the sake of it I've never liked. I've never I've always thought it was kind of kinda of like anti poetic and that bothered me. Um I didn't like Panic at the Disco for a long time. <laughs> just because they said god damn and i was like <laughs> and it was a weird offbeat so it was like clearly put in there and i was like i i just basically wrote off this whole band for years because i was like that's so fucking cheap i don't like that at all so i just hated them so i'm worried about that but i do like songs that are considered vulgar and i like when they do it in a creative and fun way Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, and this is going to sound contradictory to everything I just said, where a song is so blatantly vulgar that it's obviously an attempt to make a point about vulgarity that I absolutely love, <laughs> like just shove it in your face. So it, it I don't know, it's just kind of, and it's going to depend on the artist, you know what I mean? Like certain artists, one I'm going to bring up a la- little bit later, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more, but one of the filthiest artists in history, but done in such a way that you can't help but respect, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's just wonderful. So, um, yeah. So I guess, you know, me, the main thing I always mention is, uh, I'm a lyrics person lyrics first, usually for me. And I just kind of see it through that, that, uh, point of view, I guess. So. Nice. Well, let's get down to our sharing with our filthy minds and our filthy ears and uh, we're gonna drop so for my first one i'm gonna start kind of slow kind of light still gonna be very vulgar but it's gonna it's very much to start off it'll be the foreplay song and this song yes yeah, it is part of my sexy times playlist because how could it not be it's bum on jeans by kid cuddy and keep in mind this is a song that's not rated like it doesn't have the explicit e on its track when it very much should <laughs> At really at no point does it really ever say out loud a fuck or a shit or an actual bad word. But god damn it, the more you listen to, ooh, the more Kid Cudi just takes you down the path of 
sexy times and the whole song is just fucking getting down to foreplay and it's like right before it all get it all comes down and oh but just the way he just comes down it's like so slow like there's a part where he's like uh give me a hand put it here uh uh like this is where like on your on my heart this is where you start only i don't think it's i don't think it's as hard where where he's, where he's putting her hand it is a very sexy song and it is a <laughs> damn vulgar song just by being so damn clever and sexy and this is by uh this is from the Kid Cudi Presents Satellite Flight, The Journey to Mother Moon, which is one of those. It, it's this album, but it's more of a long EP. This 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 shit should have been called an EP or at least like an extended EP, an EEP, because it's just there's some great instrumentals, but it's just like it's not really an album per se. But I, I still fucking love it. People just like bag on it. It's not it's not fair because whatever it's still really good but bomb on jean I mean, it's 10 tracks and it's twice yeah. as long as the album we were reviewing earlier <laughs> so <it's 40 laughs> minutes, so. uh but i'm saying like it's like the vibe of it all it's just like it's like for kid cuddy he should just called that his own like personal ep project um over an album only because like it, it was just such a an interlude to like he well he was like already promising for man of the moon three and that didn't come out for another five years uh, and that's, that's really what it was. So as, as an EP for, for the weight of would have been really cool. Uh, anyway, but that was my first one. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to it, it's a damn good sexy song. Uh, John, what is your first pick? Okay. So as I was stating, uh, women with dirty minds left an impression on me. Yeah. So <clears throat> the first one I want to pick is Peaches, Dick in the Air. And this is because not only is it kind of a dirty song, it's also a challenge to men. Um, I'm very like sex positive and gender equality. And she's basically saying, hey, we've been doing this for years. It's your turn. Give us something back now. Put your dick in the air. <laughs> and it's just, it. well, it's got what I would call a very moany baseline. It's it's got one of those baselines where it's very subdued until the chorus kicks in, and then it's in your face, ready to blast your head off. Like it's just a powerful baseline. Listen to this song in the best headphones or the strongest bass you have available, because when that <laughs> part kicks in, you're gonna feel it. I'm saving my bass right now. Turning on, turning these off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for the addition. Daniel, you're up. Oh, God. I, I think I'm going pretty heavy on this one. This is my first choice. It's uh, Mary on a Cross by Ghost. I know a lot of you guys consider it, you know, spooky, uh, groovy, Scooby-Doo music. But uh, <laughs> yeah. there's never no cuss words like you mentioned either. But it's literally talking about, you know, the Virgin Mary, you know, going down on you. Just to- <laughs> you go down like virgin mary you know mother mary and a cross and if you come with me you know i'll tip, tickle you internally so uh you know it's all about that fun sexy stuff that just so, took, like, a, holy fuck. That took a turn into uh, the blasphemous <laughs> i know but it's a good song though at least i think so and i don't think we've ever mentioned ghost on this playlist before at least you're not gonna get it from me right <laughs> Uh, Crows in my, my, my turn of mind, which is always fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. Like, that me and, uh, you know, pretty vulgar. I fucking love that, that, that Scooby-Doo call. That's probably my favorite bit about this whole thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keith, what is your first one? 
I am going to start with my big one. Mm-hmm. Prince. Ooh, yes. Is the artist I was talking about. That is one of the filthiest artists in history. <laughs> but does it in such a way that it's just yes. amazing. Um, I'm going to give a quick honorable mention because I was cho- stuck between two songs. Ooh, okay. Uh, honorable mention is a song I have added in the past, which is Darling Nikki. Love hmm. Darling Nikki. But uh, last episode, Jess laid down a challenge and put a really long song on and this song isn't as long as the one she put on but i decided to put on a long ass 10 minute print song called we can fuck and it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) i highly recommend this song (laughs) you guys listen to it it's fantastic um but there's so many absolutely disgusting filthy print songs that you're still like there's some songs out there that are really filthy but how many of them can you really jam to? You know what I mean? That you can really like vibe to. You're like, yeah, this is disgusting. Most of the time you listen to a vulgar song, you're like, this is great. But you're not like, it's not like an actual, like, this is sexy kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? It's like, this is more shocking than anything. But Prince is just sexy. That's just the way it works. So Absolutely. So yeah, We Can Fuck by Prince. Man, I'll never forget <laughs> uh, when we were training at, when I was training for Comcast for his call center job. And the TV, uh, we had the, the TV was in the fucking room for uh, uh, one point. And our instructor, our mentor, was a big black man. For for uh, it was two of them. And one of them, he was the one that was, that was in charge of the TV. He was like, "Well, what should you throw on?" And I, he saw Purple Rain on. <laughs> like, and we were all like, "Hey, fuck yeah, let's watch Purple Rain." He threw it on, and then it became lesson time while it still played on mute. And we were all, <laughs> it took him forever for just for him to read the room what scene was playing in the back after a while. Oh my God. That's great. Because <laughs> it was, the TV, it was like basically like the TV was behind me and he was just talking to us. It was just like, fuck. It was, it was so good. Man, I fucking love Prince. Okay. Thank you. The first rounds are over and really good so far. Round two. My first, my next pick is, mm, it's going to be from my dirty boys from Mexico. Molotov. Uh, how could I not? These guys are always poetically vulgar. And I'm going to go from their second album from 1999, Apocalypse Shit, with their song, Rasta Mandita. This song, from the fucking gecko, Bala Rica Nena, Mas Pegadito, Bala Rica Nena, Me Gusta Chi Chi, Me Gusta Cha Cha. And from then on, it's just an insane level of vulgarity and then innuendos and slang terms to just make every single line be as dirty as possible to just try to just to paint the picture for how can this girl just get off by herself and it is just <laughs> nasty it's just so bad <laughs> uh, i could have gone with any of their other fucking songs but this one is just always just makes me crack the fuck up for just how would this be allowed to play on radio and it would be and this like before Frijolero, before I mean like some of their other stuff that I just should just also maybe not have come out. But Molotov <laughs> was always just so damn catchy. I would have one of the things I still haven't experienced is a set from them and as fiestas del sol from Hey Kali. And I've just only been told stories on how just like ape shit, just like those Sonoran cats get on those shows. I mean, I have been to shows there for I mean for Caifanes and Jaguares, like both of them. But just like see everybody go crazy in the mosh pit there man i fucking love i I love that fair i miss that fair so much so that's my second pick by molotov john what is your second one 
real quick side note, I also have some really fond memories of La Fiesta del Sol and seeing yes. bands like Phobia and mm, Soe, nice. um, Café Tacuba. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Dude, Mana always just fills up the Calafia too. Like, it's crazy. That's the one band. Yeah, like, I mean, like, Mana is just like Mana, but it's like, I, I still need to see Enanitos um, Verdes before I see Mana because Mana is just like the cliche one. But oh, I, still- I saw I saw Enanitos Verdes when they were touring together with. Um, the accordion trick from Tijuana. Okay. And um, I'm drawing, yeah, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it looks like Frida Kahlo. What the heck's her name? <laughs> and uh, Enrique Bumburi. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I was at the 2007 final tour in LA for for Edwis, and that, that for sure will always like hold our. I skipped out on my sister's birthday <laughs> to go rather go to that show because like yeah, you, I'll be there the next. I was like she would understand, yeah. Like, and, she, and she did. She, <laughs> You'll have a honestly. Birthday. It could have been. It, it could have been her birthday present instead of mine. Honestly, I have no idea why I went instead of her. But <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Don't blame you. Um, so my second pick. <clears throat> um, Katy Perry once came out with a song called "I Kissed a Girl." Yeah, she yeah. did. Parentheses, yeah. and I liked it. Um, <laughs> well, there's a more recent song that kind of has the same vibe, but it's a little more explicit. This one okay. is called Slumber Party by Ashniko. And this song, boy, let me tell you, the if you've ever wondered what the sensation of being horny feels like in a bass line, it's this one. Like this song feels like it's just crawling around in your nethers just trying to get out. Like this uh <laughs> And the reason why I compare it to I Kissed a Girl is because she literally says in the song, oh, I had your girlfriend over for a slumber party. Basically, I ate her out on my couch while we were playing dress up. I was like, oh, that's what's up. That's what's going on. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I can't even be mad at that. That's kind of amazing. So, Do you know this song? No, I don't think so. Do you know who else is on this song? No. Princess Nokia. Ooh, dope. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is one that definitely the the video pairs really well with the music. The visuals are pristine. Yeah, very good. Oh, fuck yeah. If Princess Nokia's on it, it's going to be a listen. Cool. Anybody else? Oh, I thought, I thought somebody was saying something. Anyway, uh, Daniel, what is your second pick? I think I blew my load a little bit too early on this one. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Uh, honorable mention is going to be uh, Violent Pornography by System of a Down, but I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Cigarro by System of a Down. Oh, nice. It's a fucking, you know, random-ass lyrics, but it has a pretty nice little group tune, tone to it, so I'm going to go with, yeah, with Cigarro, especially with Cigarro, you know, Cigarro, Cigarro. Much bigger than that. Man, I feel like that's price. Yeah. So Cigarro is your, is your, is your pick? Yeah, so yeah. Fuck yeah. Even still, I, I would have taken any of them. Like, both great, solid, would have been solid picks. Uh, sweet. So, going over to Keith. Pick number two. All right. This is becoming unexpectedly difficult. I'm going to go with a song that is not super vulgar. Okay. But was in a situation that was so vulgar that it made me very happy. Um, you guys are, well, Josue definitely knows I'm the pop music expert on the group. Oh, yeah. Uh, so a lot of times pop music gets added. It's by me. And I am going to pick Side to Side by Ariana Grande. <laughs> so there you go. 
Wow. So, first of all, there's a ton of innuendo in this song, uh, which definitely helps it out with the uh, the vulgarity, which is great. Uh, the other thing that makes this song incredibly vulgar is she has a little guest verse on there with Nicki Minaj, and Nicki cranks up the vulgarity to ten for like twenty seconds, and it's great. Um, but the thing that puts this song on the list for me is you guys might remember this a couple years ago. There was a T-Mobile commercial. Okay. And there's like this white lady and she's driving and she's running out of data on her T-Mobile phone and she's listening to side to side and Ariana's in the seat next to her and they're dancing to it. And then she's like, I'm running out of data and I need my navigation app to get home. Sorry, Ariana. And she's like, "Aw," and she turns it off and they're playing side to side in this. And I'm like, you guys know this song is talking about he fucked her so hard she can't walk straight, right? Like, <laughs> that's literally what it's about. She's she's saddle sore, guys. Like, she's sort of literally like, she's like, I've been there all day. I've been here all night. Whoa, 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 you got me walking side to side. That's what it's fucking about. And it's in a T-Mobile commercial. And I was like, what's happening here? And then I was like, trying, I, was like I bet they didn't look into what this song is about. <laughs> and I love that commercial for that very reason. It's literally it's just, just this white lady driving, trying to get home, and there's a song in the background and getting fucked so hard you can't walk. So funny to me. It's still just amazing. <laughs> Plus, it's a really good song. I really, really like that song, and the video is great. Ariana's smoking in that video, by the way. Um, so, yeah. Ariana Grande is side to side. What's up, Daniel? You can't forget about the wrist bicycle on that. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, what was the line? Um, the Nikki line. It was... Uh, I got it pulled up right here because she, she said some of the most horrific shit. It was, um, it's uh, wrist, icicle, ride, dick, bicycle. (laughs) If you want a menage, I got a tricycle. (laughs) I love her. But yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that song is great and vulgar as hell in the right context, especially. So fuck. Yes. Okay. Last rounds, everybody. And my last song is going to be, of course, my leading lady in all vulgar, sexy, total hotness. Megan Stallion. Had to be. Had to fucking be. I mean, I was thinking Snow, but I was like, okay, I put her on twice. I was like, put three Snow songs on here. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? Like, you know what? Let's give Meg a go. And yeah, my song is definitely going to be from her 2018 Tina Snow album or mixtape. Should have been her first album. Um... Because, okay, yeah, my honorable mention for this one is Freak Nasty. Freak Nasty is just that. It's fucking freak fucking nasty. And here's my side. I'm going to switch. Straight up. Freak Nasty brings up my proud Dom side. Because that's, that's what Megan does. That's what fucking Megan does to me. And, but... But also, there's also like a perfect version of the song. And this is the Tiny Desk Megan the Stallion version of Freak Nasty. Her going up, like almost like up against with the guitarist to get the to get the the beat right. It almost like they challenge each other, and just it just sounds fucking perfect. But the song I'm choosing, "Big Old Freak," is why I'm a switch. Is what this song gets me excited to fucking be a sub. Like she gets me fucking excited <laughs> to be a fucking sub. Big old freak. The when she just like starts saying everything, I'm like. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, fucking ma'am. Like, oh my God. 
yeah and and, and then and then this is the one that she prefers on the tiny desk she prefers big old freak that that one is like the one that changed for forever but no it's freak nasty over there so i'm adding big old freak because it's just like <laughs> oh my god yes yeah that, that's my that's my fucking girl she just makes all of the vulgarity super clever to just be like not it just doesn't sound easy or just like the way to keep up with her you're just like whoo yeah it's gonna be a fucking workout but it's gonna be the best time ever <laughs> okay that's my time for my song john i love you, I love you so much <laughs> you know i was gonna say i think i found my podcast guys this is awesome yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is where i fit in um so john i'm gonna have to it. i will be throwing out an honorable mention um Go for it. i really like brooke candy she is one ratchet chick but that's what makes her so interesting and appealing and so i think she just came out with a new album uh out of the songs one of them she does a collab with uh charlie xcx which who doesn't you know (laughs) there's a song that she does on this new album called come and it's done in the style of like it's just you're seeing the webcams of like various either adult film stars or webcammers and yeah like it's it's you feel sticky after watching that video there's just like a grime that, that <laughs> just permeates the screen from seeing it because it's just that nasty but i'm gonna actually switch it the other way around to some sweet perversion now Ooh. i'd like to consider myself as having uh the heart of a hopeless romantic but the brain of just like an 80 year old pervert <laughs> and I like when things are clever um, and also dirty. So this last song is by Garfunkel and Oates. It's called <gasps> God's Loophole. <laughs> oh my God, I was not. <laughs> yes. So this song is all about saving yourself for marriage, but um, the Bible doesn't say anything apparently about using the back door. And that's the the whole song is just uh, Ricky Lindholm and Kate Micucci just singing in like the most adorable harmonies, really rapid paced lyrics. It's just one of the things I admire the most about them. Like they just fire off lyrics, like almost Eminem level and sometimes. And (laughs) just, I mean, they have lyrics like whatever you do, don't touch my clitoris. If you ring Satan's doorbell, God can't ignore this. And no prophylactics <laughs> when you put it in, because birth controls for sluts and it's a sin. Yeah. And they're saying this with a straight face. Much. Like this is yeah. so awesome. Like I just love that. And I was like, oh, I needed more people like this growing up to make me feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're the best. Like Kamikuchi is just like so fucking funny. Yeah, they're great. And they're talented musicians too. Like they they do yeah. all their own music, they perform regularly. It's it's really great. There's just cool people from the looks of it. Hell, I was not expecting this entry. I'm <laughs> such a huge fan. Fuck yeah. So, Daniel, what's your last pick? Uh just gonna go with uh, another unrolled mention. I was gonna go with uh Crashing to Me by Dave Matthews Man. But because that song goes in so many directions and it's misunderstood that it's such a sweet song, but really it's not that sweet of a song. But um, since, you know, we're kind of going on the dirty side, I'm going to go with the, and sorry to repeat, but 
I'm not the first repeater on this show so far, so until now, or I guess second repeater. Uh, Stink Fist by Tool. Oh, wait, uh, Tool, which one? Stink Fist. Mm. Okay, cool. Stink Fist by Tool. Because, you know, they really, I think they dropped like one F-bomb, but it's all about, you know, the fisting. It's the context of, of it all. <laughs> we got you. We got you. You know, for the longest time, I thought that song was called track number one, because that's what it was called on MTV when they played it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> was, I wonder why. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't until like several years later, I mentioned it and somebody was like, you mean Stink Fist? And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, fucking A. Okay. <laughs> uh, Keith, close it off for us. Okay. So, Hostway put me in a quandary. Ooh. What'd I do? Um, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. As always, I do my honorable mentions before we unveil the last song of the playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention number one, you mentioned Max earlier. Soulfly, jump the fuck up. Love yeah. that fucking song. Ooh. So good. Um, Ying Yang Twins, Wait the Whisper song. Oh, man, of course. <laughs> Fuck. Beat that pussy 12 times in a row, which is just okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my first ever dishonorable mention. Oh. A song that qualifies, and I want to make it clear that I would never pick in 100 years because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> and that's Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. Fuck you, oh. Jason Derulo. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to make sure it's very clear that I would. There was absolutely no thought in my mind that was going to be fixed in case <laughs> anyone out there was wondering. So, I'm left with two songs. And Josue, you you put me in a quandary, so I'm going to make "Wet Ass Pussy" my last honorable mention. Oh God damn it! Of course you are, <laughs> <laughs> because you already put Megan on the playlist this week. Yeah, and I really wanted to because it's so raunchy. But yeah. Which leaves me with my last one, and this isn't actually sexually vulgar. This is straight up vulgar. And I mentioned before, the only ones that are just like obscenely vulgar are the ones I think that do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think this song is the best song ever for when you're in a certain mood. And you guys will know exactly what mood that is. It's I Don't Fuck With You by Big Oh, <laughs> There's no better song. For when you just want to tell somebody to eat shit, you know, <laughs> no better. You song. know who just introduced me to that song not too long ago? Who? Jess Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise <laughs> me after last. <laughs> week. Pretty awesome, yeah. <laughs> but it's so great, dude. Like it's just, it's so funny. And I actually have a fun story about this song. Um, my sister, her, and her ex broke up a couple of years ago, and he was always trying to get her back, and he made the mistake of sending her a link on YouTube, not a pri- on, on Facebook, not a private message. This was on her wall, put a link to a song that reminded her of him or him of her something like I'll love you forever. Some, some cheesy song. My sister replied with the link to, I don't fuck with you, oh. which is the coolest thing my sister's ever done in her life. By the way, harsh. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and that guy sucked anyway, so he deserved it. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't fuck with you, a Big Sean. I'm not even a Big Sean fan. I'm not a DJ Mustard fan. I think it was DJ Mustard that did the beat. Like, I'm not a fan of any part of that song. Except I even for like that the music song. video. I'm not gonna lie with with Kanye as a coach. You know, yes. like, yeah, I hate Kanye too. Just, like, I hate everything that goes into this. 
but it makes a perfect meal like curry (laughs) everything that goes in curry i don't like but i love curry (laughs) so so yeah i don't fuck with you my big sean yeah i gotta include it so fuck yeah awesome yeah that's a good one between like when i suppose here or this one uh, yeah it's all it picks (laughs) uh so going backwards uh daniel did you have any honorable mentions i mentioned them uh when i was yeah okay cool i'm good John, any honorable mentions, last minute throwouts, or other songs that you that didn't make the cut? Um, that didn't make the cut. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's called "Show Them to Me" by <laughs> uh, Rodney Carrington. And okay. It's 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 <laughs> it's more like wishful thinking on my behalf. But if you watch the live performance of it, it's great. It actually works for him. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a good watch. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, honorable mentions for me was uh, since I was on Vince Staples, uh, I immediately went to uh, Senorita. Just love that song. I just like it's so fucking hard. It's like the, the chorus, just it's it's literally a prayer. Just like nine millimeter. My brother's my keeper. Like oh fuck, where are we going with this? But also, also the music video is so fucking heavy. Uh, and then Priests, one of my favorite bands of all time that are no longer together. Priests with on their first album the second project technically uh their last song called and breeding uh very 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 good uh good shit <laughs> it gets very political but very cool um but yeah so those are mine uh honorable mentions that didn't make the cut great set of songs guys i fucking can't wait to add all of these bad bad songs but great picks everybody <laughs> uh so sweet closing this page off rolling forward we have is it time is it new release time keith what do you see on your end okay so there's some kind of confusion as to what comes out this week um the kanye album is supposed to come out this week but we don't even have a track listing yet i know he had a release party tonight and played it so it's out there but it's not on any streaming platform i can find yet so uh so keep that one in mind um uh the kid Leroy has fuck love three which is out um, okay the foo fighters album the dgs slash hail satin oh my god which i just is saw their it. disco album is out yes you heard me right foo fighters disco album and it's, it's yeah. not it's not a half-assed thing it's a full-on disco album i heard the single <laughs> so i love it um jackson brown has a new album out uh britney howard has a new album out. yes that one we're, ch- we're childish yeah um david crosby uh the descendants um i don't see much else honestly yeah i'm not i I was just got stuck on the on the britney howard one because it's just like i mean it's literally just like a re-release but it's like reworked on as well um i guess just a shout out while i'm scrolling both my valentine as a single i'm not gonna listen to that (laughs) that's funny uh and then next week um, I got because uh, we record every two weeks, of course. Next week, the Billie Eilish album comes out. Oh, okay. So expect a thorough review from me about that. <laughs> um, there's also a um, there's a Beach Boys album coming out of live live cuts from the late sixties, early seventies. I'm gonna check that out. Um, and Bleachers has a new album out. It looks like. Uh, Bleachers is the is the band for Jack Antonoff from Fun, so it's his oh, side project yeah. off of Fun. So I'm seeing a Descendants album, like fucking punk yeah. band Descendants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said that. Sorry, I thought you heard me. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. 
Uh, Los Lobos has a new album coming out. Dope, okay. Uh, Ooh, that's hard scene. I know we're supposed to get the Silk Sonic album from Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock soon, but mm-hmm. I thought it was supposed to be this week, but I don't see it on any list. So I'm actually checking right now. Uh, yeah, actually, Fairy released. Light releases on this side. I was like, I'm kind of yeah. going back on last week's stuff too. Cool. Okay, cool. It'll be an easy list to go through. Um, so other than that, moving forward with the roulette. Uh, what are we doing? next time okay so our next category is gone too soon this is specifically not just deceased artists but artists who definitely died when they had a lot left to give oh for sure okay yeah so because there's a billion dead people (laughs) you know what i mean but like there are people that died way too early and then there's people who died in their 80s and you know so uh as far as our guests next week we don't have one yet we don't have anyone has stepped up. Shout so out! We, it'll be it'll be a surprise. <laughs> so, but yeah, cool, cool. All right then. Well, that concludes this episode of Jukebox Vertigo. I need to thank the ho- uh, co-hosts for their great picks, John. It was so much fa- uh, ha- fun having you, picking your brain, as particularly in this subject. Um, it was so much fun ha- having you. So you're welcome back anytime. Uh, if you want to insert any plugs or any uh, any stuff you need to shout out to. Uh, yeah, just listen to the Geeks Watch and VHS Gems. And uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Magic Bollocks. Hells, yes. Oops, lost the thing. And Daniel, plugs, inserts, shout outs. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be news to everybody listening today. Um, I don't think I said it last week or uh, last recording, but Keith will now be my new co host. And. Uh, Televised for Oaks, and I cannot wait to talk shit about all the CW shows with Keith. <laughs> so, uh, uh, once those shows come back, you can, you know, definitely listen to us and uh, talk all the crap about them. But you can find me on Twitter at SuperComedyDaniel. I think uh, I've been here long enough that I don't need to clarify. So, SuperComedyDaniel, thank you. Excellent. And Keith. Yeah, guys, you can find me on Twitter at WHI Podcast Keith. Uh, that's a reference to our other show, We Have Issues, where we review every week of comics. And you can find that show at WHI Podcast, both of which are part of the Geek Elite Media family. So you can find us at Geek Elite Media as well as geekelitemedia.com. Sweet, sweet. And thank you to the listeners for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. You can find this show on Twitter at Jukebox Vertigo and myself at Josue Reads Josue. And sorry, mix those up. And over on Jukebox, where the, there'll be a public playlist where they'll be updated and shared weekly, as well as a short playlist to go with every new episode with our picks. Now let loose with your jams and geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 